0: exclusively on Zoomer Radio.
1: And uh, the sous chef of The Garden Show, it's Frank Proctor here, sitting beside Charlie.
2: And good morning, Franklin. Good morning. Good morning. And, okay, (laughs) I'll I'll be the interviewer here. Tell me, Frank, how did it go last week? Remember when we left on Saturday, you said, you know, it is Chinese New Year, and we were, you know, being quite festive, and you said yes. You and Shirley had a plan to go and knock on the doors of your Asian neighbors, yes. just to say Happy New Year, and exactly. take them a red flower. So, so she tell did. us how it went.
1: Well, it was wonderful. Yes. Honest to Pete, it was wonderful. Uh, Shirley bought a, a plant, a red plant, a red flower plant, and a bag of mandarin oranges, oh, which good. is yeah. kind of good luck. Yeah. And we went up to knock on the door, and the lady came to the door, and she didn't quite understand English, and then a gentleman came over, and he said, what, what would you like? And so we said, Happy New Year, we're just here to wish... Well, we were ushered in, and I adopted. played you a little. I took, I, I shot a video myself yes. of the the grand welcome, and it was marvelous. So we went in. We had food and copious glasses of wine, and thank God it's not far down the road from our place yes. to, to drive home. But I want to say hi to all these guys and gals who uh, were there at the at the wonderful um, celebration. The owner, Wing, and his guests, who included Tony, Wayne, Bing, who's a marathon runner, Jean, uh, Ling, Mark, and Ching. Oh, and, there were, and that's only like half of them.
2: Well, But tell us why so many people were gathered in that home. Well,
1: uh, Chinese New Year is also called Transport Day, mm-hmm. where those in China head home to... It's the largest mass movement of people, I think, in the world. and They all go home to celebrate with their family. Of course, living in Canada, you can't do that. You know, you get flying back to China very expensive. So, uh, they gathered at uh, Wings Farm, uh-huh. the whole family and friends and friends and from all around
2: to celebrate Chinese New Year. So, two more people showing up was yeah. no big deal. There's no lots deal. of food, lots of oh. wine. Lord, and they welcomed fantastic. you guys with open yeah, arms. Yeah, No, Isn't it was that fantastic. Sweet. With, oh, with a promise that we,
1: we have to do it again next year. Oh,
2: well, that's right. You should be inviting them over to your <laughs> well, New Year's. Well, there you go. Right? You could, you could swap New Year's parties. Yeah. Well, oh, oh, here we go. Mm, I've started something. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, but good for you. Yeah. It was great fun, uh, honestly. Talk about being an, uh, an extrovert. I mean, really. <laughs> I, I how many of us <laughs> would just go knock on the door of the neighbor? <laughs> anyway, so uh, there, there's your shout-out, and there's your last Saturday night for now. Maybe we should give the numbers in case anybody would like to You know, this that's is a good the gar- idea. Garden, oh, the show. garden show. And to make it a little gardening, <laughs> do you have any idea what that red flower no, was? I don't. No, I had a feeling. No, okay. I
1: didn't. no, no. Oh, I'm in trouble goodness. again. Yep. All right. Those in the Toronto area who would like to talk to Charlie, 416 360 0740. Then anywhere else in the province, it's toll free 1 866 740 4, call early, call often. One question per call. You can always call back. And uh, oh, by the way, if you're a first time caller, let Sebastian know. And that's what you should hear as we yeah. welcome you wings. to. You'll get your garden wings. That's All right. right. Oh, oh, just okay. a couple
2: of quick things to say before we go to some of our callers. Mm-hmm. I mentioned it last week, but I'll mention it again. The Southern Ontario Orchid Show is next Saturday, February 11th, and Sunday, February 12th, Mm -hmm. from 11 to 5 o'clock, both days. Admission is only $12, but if you go to the website, you can get a $2 off coupon as I speak. Uh, And, of course, the website is www.s, as in Sam, O-O-S, as in Sebastian.ca. So for photographers, there are special times, five o'clock till seven o'clock and Sunday nine to 11 in the morning. For a $20 admission, and of course, you can bring tripods for that. Now, the special part of all this announcement oh. is that one of the organizers, Terry Kennedy, who has joined us in the past, will be joining us today at 9.30. She'll give us some more details about this, the show next weekend, and she'll stay on the line, as far as I know. So anybody who's got questions about orchids, hold them wow. for the second half of the show. Gotcha. And Terry, the absolute, you know, knows everything about orchids person, will be joining us and can answer any of your tough questions. Excellent. Uh, all right. A couple of uh, meetings coming up this week. The Richmond Hill Garden and Horticultural Society is hosting their their new annual general meeting this Tuesday, February 7th. It's at the McConaughey Center in Richmond Hill on Young Street. Members and their guests... The guests are free for this meeting only, are invited to learn about the full range of activities and events that have shaped the society this past year. The meeting starts at 7.30. There'll be a personal welcome by the board and the president and tons of refreshments before the meeting gets going. The Riverdale Hort Society meets this February the 8th, which I guess would be Wednesday. Um, And they, of course, meet at 7 p.m. at the Franklin Community Centre, 816 Logan Avenue, just south of the Danforth. This week, John Alexander and Peter Kellgren are enthusiastic orchid hunters, photographers and speakers. They'll be on hand. And, of course, why not get in the orchid mood? Start start at the Riverdale Hort Society and then move on to the big show on the weekend. And also Wednesday, same day, this time in Scarborough, the Gar- Scarborough Garden and Hort Society is hosting their general meeting and free presentation by author Jason Ramsey Brown on... Toronto's Ravines and Urban Forests. That's at 7.30 p.m. Of course, refreshments are included, guests are welcome, and this is all happening at the Scarborough Village Community Centre, 3600 Kingston Road and Markham Road.
1: Well, there you go.
2: There it is. Full list of stuff to do. Okay, now I can breathe. Yes, all (laughs) right.
1: And we're going to be back to talk to Trish, and she talked to us uh, here. Trish is waiting by very patiently there in Wasaga Beach, back in just a moment here on The Garden Show from Zoomer Radio
3: daffodils and daisies bluebells and begonias for scythia and fox clubs marigolds magnolia lavender and lupins dahlias delphiniums stalks fox hollyhocks tulips and sweet williams
0: you've picked the right place for everything floral this is the garden show with charlie dobbin exclusively on zoomer radio
1: and for the next little while we're going to be chatting with trish in Osage beach hello trish welcome to the show
4: Oh, hello, Frank and uh, Charlie. Good morning. Um, For the first time, we've got into orchids, Mm -hmm. and um, I've had quite good success with them. But now that the flowers are starting to die off, Mm -hmm. what do I do with the stalks?
2: As long as they're green, I would leave them alone.
4: Uh, they're starting to go sort of blackish
2: now. Okay, yeah. So if they, they will turn yellow, brown, black. And as that happens, you can trim that away. Okay. okay. <clears throat> but otherwise leave them. Because sometimes those green stems will amaze you and they'll suddenly pop out some more buds or a little, you know, something will break. And before you know it, you'll have more flowers. So that's why I don't cut them down until they are wizened right down to the base.
4: Well, I'll tell you the story. Um, when I got the local uh, garden store, uh, not the garden, it's a grocery store had a sale. And I got them for a song. Mm -hmm. And they were just buds. And the buds have opened up into beautiful
2: flowers. Mm, nice.
4: But they're all different colors. Mm -hmm. But now that they're starting to... Some of them have really dropped off the old flowers. Mm -hmm. So those stalks I can cut off.
2: Right. Let the flowers drop off. They'll dry up and drop off. But like I said, as long as that flower stalk is green, I'd leave it alone. And if it does start to turn brown, it will, you know, just follow it down, remove the brown or the black as it withers up. Um, And if there's if Bottom line, you probably heard me say that Terry Kennedy will be joining us on the half hour, yeah. and she knows everything about orchids, having long, long history. So feel free to call back if you need more information, and I'll double-check with Terry to make sure that I've given you the right can information. Can I tell
4: you about the roots?
2: Uh, that there's a bunch of them? <laughs> yeah. There should, should be.
4: They, they, they put them in clear, the plastic pots, but now the roots seem to be coming out the top as well as the bottom. Yeah, that's— Do I put them in a bigger pot?
2: Yeah, maybe in another month or so. And again, we'll double check with Terry, but uh, roots all above ground is very normal. That's exactly how most the phalaenopsis or moth orchids grow. They, orchids aren't, aren't a ground plant. They don't naturally grow in the soil. They, they grow on they, things. Yeah, they grow yeah. up in trees and stuff. So all those roots are very naturally and normally out in the air. And so even though they look a bit odd, you just got to let them do their thing. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Trish. <laughs>
1: Thanks for It's uh, 20 after 9. let's uh, squeeze in another call here. Oh, and the lines are open, of course, 416 for Toronto. And anywhere in the province, toll free, 1-866-740-4740. Let's go to North York, Charlie. There's Art. Good morning, Art.
3: Morning. Good morning. My question is on uh, raspberries. Mm-hmm. I cut them back last fall. Mm-hmm. Now, I was going to put some mulch down mm-hmm. and, uh, like, leaves on the street. There was a lot of leaves. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, with the brine and that, it wouldn't be very good for the raspberries, would it?
2: Well, wait, these were leaves back in the fall, you mean? Yeah. Did, you, coll- did
3: you collect it, them from the street? I was st- going to pick them up, but they, they put, came around with this
2: salt and brine. Ah, yeah. You don't want them now. No. Um, And I'm always a bit hesitant about leaves on the street, on the garden, just because you end up with a lot of gravel and dog pee and cigarette butts and who knows what else. Um, But for sure, there's nothing wrong with collecting leaves off either your property or your neighbor's properties uh, because raspberries love organic matter. So if you haven't done, like you said, this kind of leaf mulch in the fall, perhaps you can get a hold of, you know, I I guess depending on how how big your raspberry patch is? About you'd, 120 plants. Yeah, so I, you know what? I'd be inclined to bring in a, a one of those bags, those one cubic yard bags of good quality organic material. It could be composted manure. Uh, it could be something that I've used called duck compost from a duck farm. I was and, going to get mushroom stuff. Yeah, mushroom compost. But great. There's no mushroom farms around. No, you'd have. <laughs> you, well, I mean, do you have a, an ability to actually haul this stuff yourself? Because there is. a – Oh, I've got a truck.
3: Okay, so oh, well,
2: Taunton is. Road and, um, you know, Taunton Steels turns into Taunton as you head east. And it's where, it's, damn, what's it called? It might be around Brock Road. There is a mushroom farm right around there, and they do, they did, I'm sure they still do, uh, happily uh, allow people to take away the past. I
3: thought there'd be some up in. King Road, or up in that area.
2: There might be, but I'm not aware of one there. Now, the, a one company. I mean, do, do you have access to the internet? I assume. No, I don't have it. Oh, you don't. Okay, because there's going There's one company that I've used called Pick a Mix. They're in the Stouffville, uh Pick a mix. Pick a mix. And P I C is it? P, uh, I thought it was P I C, but it's coming up Pickering Pick a Mix with a K. Um, let's see what this okay. shows. No. Okay. <clears throat> Pick a mix, not concrete. Oh, these are all concrete. No, it's not that. <clears throat> it's, um, they and they are like Uxbridge Stovall area yes. and they do all kinds. Actually, am going to take away the pickering word here. All right, well, well, you know what? I'll see if I can come up with a phone number for you yes. if you keep listening. Yeah, they, they might be a, uh, a good uh, group to get a hold of. So if I
3: put mulch down Mm -hmm. and fertilizer. Mm -hmm. Now, I was going to dig that in, the mulch. Right. In the ground. Yep. But the the raspberries, the the roots are pretty shallow.
2: Right. So So don't do a lot of digging.
3: Put some more soil around.
2: And then put
3: the mulch around. Okay.
2: What I would do is I'd be putting about a two inch layer of organic material, whether it's triple mix or organic uh, composted manure, or whatever it is, straight on the soil, no digging, just lay that in there. But um, at the same time, if you wanted to put a mulch on top of that, like a chopped up bark mulch, you could do that as well, just to keep the soil cool and the weeds down and that can be an effective thing to do in the spring.
3: What about the fertilizer?
2: Well, if you if you're using a good quality organic material, you shouldn't need a lot of fertilizer, but raspberries do like to be well fed in order yeah. to give you lots of fruit. So, the recommendation from the Ontario Ministry of Agriculture and Food is to apply a 10-20-20 or even a 10-10-10 in the spring uh, and just very lightly move uh,
3: the high middle number.
2: Uh no, um, I would probably go all purpose. So 10, 10, 10, all the same.
3: Oh, I thought it'd be happy
2: to, because uh, I
3: thought if you had the high middle number, mm-hmm. you'd have more fresh.
2: Uh, yeah, well. f- high middle number phosphorus will encourage flowering and rooting. Um, so, yeah, which would be like a 10, 15, 10. You mm-hmm. could do that. But I wouldn't go too high on the middle number, mm-hmm. uh, because we have so much phosphorus available in our natural soils. Here in Ontario. You know, they're limestone-based soils. I noticed
3: when I was cutting them back, some of them uh, older plants, like on the stock. Mm -hmm. Their older stock, there was only one shoot there. I didn't want to cut that back because there were shoots coming out of the old uh, the
2: old stock. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And that's what you do. You cut out where the, the fruit was born so you can see those stocks because they will not bear again. And you're right, the older always needs to be rejuvenated down to, to new growth.
1: Okay, Art. Uh, we okay. have to kind of move along. Okay. okay. Thank you. But thank you. Do call uh, call back if you wish, okay? Okay. Uh, that's great. Uh, and uh, ah. Josephine from Pickering, our regular caller, usually she's first in the line. She's waiting. And I'm sure she waiting just to say hi to Sebastian. I think
2: that's what happened. She probably <laughs> hesitated to call first because she wanted to have time to have a little chat well, with Well, there Sebastian, you are. Right? There you are. Okay.
1: <laughs> Back in moments here on The Garden Show.
0: Don't change stations just because the weather changes. Garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio.
1: Alrighty, let's go to the phone lines, and once again, Josephine
2: from Vickery. Welcome back. (laughs) Good morning. Hello, Frank and Charlie. You two have got to stop teasing Sebastian. (laughs) (laughs) We have so much fun teasing him.
5: Never mind. It's nice having three cheerful voices first thing in the morning. There you go. Thank
2: you. He blushes really sweetly, too.
5: (laughs) I'll bet you. Leave him alone. (laughs) Uh, What I'm calling about is those darn Amaryllis.
2: What's going on?
5: Okay. I got one for Christmas. I've told my kids I'm going to murder them if they give me another amaryllis
2: bulb. <laughs> I've
5: got five of them now.
2: Okay. Well, Frank's really into amaryllis, oh, so he'll take yeah. them off your hands. Well,
5: I'll tell you, <laughs> mm. there's
2: only one thing wrong. Mm.
5: They get they so big. The new, oh. the new one has five, new, five leaves growing, mm. and they're about eight inches tall mm-hmm. with two blooms, mm-hmm. two stalks. Mm-hmm. But the other ones, I'm getting leaves again, and I do the same thing every year, mm-hmm. and they're not flowering. Now, are they going to flower later?
2: Mm, probably not. I, uh, I hear your pain. <laughs> I have, frankly, never uh, – succeeded at getting them to rebloom. What about if you plant them in the yard or the the squirrel's going to think it's a gourmet meal? Oh, well, they won't survive the winter. They are native to South Africa, so you'd have to bring them in. But many people have good success putting their amaryllis outside in the pot all summer and let it grow. It's just a big, green, messy, grassy-looking plant. Yeah, not pretty. And allow it to do that so that the bulb... Fattens up sufficiently that you will get flowers. Yeah, but, these uh, are but they're big bulbs. plants. Pardon? These are fat bulbs. Oh, well, that's good. That, you know what? It might have something to do with the <clears throat> when we how and when we force them into dormancy too. The other thing is some people don't even uh, force them to be dormant. They just let them grow year round as a green plant, and they will on occasion just shoot up a flower. So. If you've got the room and the patience, allow all five of those bulbs to grow in your home as big, green, bushy plants. One will flower. The other ones might. You know, I no guarantees they won't flower, but they might. And then, you know, let them all grow on right through to the end of August. Okay. And then put them in the dark. Put them in the dark. Yeah, Yep. You got it. Okay. The, baby,
5: sir, the baby that I planted is twice the size.
2: Nice. Hey, good stuff. So you're doing something right. Now you just got to work on the flowers. <laughs> Yeah, it's frustrating. <laughs> Don't that be frustrated. alone. <laughs> okay. Okay,
1: bye-bye. Bye-bye, Thanks, Josephine. Josephine. <laughs> now she's the protector of I know, it's crazy. Yeah.
2: yeah, he needs that. Well, you know, she'll be president <clears throat> yeah. of the Sebastian fan club. She might
1: even pay for a lawyer to go after us with, you know. Oh, let's be careful on cease that. And desist. Yeah, we <laughs> oh shouldn't that. Okay.
2: Uh, now, I know we've got Terry on the line, but we do have Bob giving us calls. So maybe we can just talk to Bob very quickly. Okay. And then let's go to Terry sure. Kennedy, and we're going to talk work. Uh, all kids. right,
1: and Bob is a first-time caller. Nice. There we are from, um, let's see, Mississauga. Hi, Bob. Good morning. Good morning, Frank.
4: Good morning. Uh, Charlie. Yep. Welcome yeah. to the show. Um, I have a plum tree, mm-hmm. and it has been bearing fruit all all along. Mm-hmm. And now I see dry branches, and on the dry branches, there are uh, mushrooms, and then out of some of the branches come also something like, like glue.
2: Yeah.
3: What's happened to my, my beautiful tree?
2: Well, that's actually a disease. Uh, it's called black, just like the color black uh-huh. knot, K-N-O-T. Okay. If you want to look it up on the web or in at the library, black knot is a fungal disease that enters the tree the spores enter the tree through wounds or any kind of breaks in the bark okay. once the spores have traveled in the tree, they uh, start to grow, and you see that gluey looking ambery sappy exudate from Good. through the cracks in the bark right. uh it It will ultimately kill the tree. it probably came from another plum it could have come from a wild plum but or or a cherry because they 're all susceptible uh and The rule of trying to eliminate that horrible disease is pruning and pruning properly and at the right time of year. Uh, And so that, I mean, it is an early spring pruning, but it is pruning out any branches that show any indication of the disease a good 18 inches um on the other from, side of that. Yeah, so. from the disease into the center stem to the central leader of the of the tree. Okay. If you're showing that oozy stuff on the main trunk, then your tree is toast, as far as is, I know.
1: Is that the well, case? No, it, it's from the outward branches. Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: Yeah. So th- so you're going to go out there, not today, but in the next couple of weeks, by early March, on a nice, dry, sunny day, mm-hmm. you're going to go out with some sharp tools, and you're going to sterilize your blade, your saw or your loppers, whatever okay. you're going right. to use, to cut out the clearly, you know, diseased pieces, and you're going to sterilize your blade in between every cut with rubbing alcohol. And, and the cuts you're going to do, like I said, are going to be a good 18 inches from where you see the sap mm-hmm. away from the sap towards the, the central leader.
1: And you're going to get those uh, cut pieces off the property, uh, Good right? point. And
2: then those cut pieces, exactly, are still full of fungal spores. And if you can do it, you probably can't uh, in Mississauga. Many people will burn them. But if you can't do that, at least chop them all up and get them off the property. Okay. Okay.
1: Okay. Hey, Thank thanks for joining very us. very much. You're very okay. welcome. Thank you, Bob. And uh, now at 9.33, let's uh, check in with our special guest.
2: Exactly. I think we have on the line an old friend. She's joined us a couple of times, actually, uh, just at this time of year. It's Terry Kennedy. She is an absolute expert on orchids, has been just blown away by them and growing them for the last 30 years so she knows her orchids and she's very involved with the South, Southern Ontario Orchid Society so, you know, she toured us through you bet. Uh, a number I of years ago that. and she's joining us here. Good morning, Terry. Good morning, J- Hiya, Charlie. Terry. How are you doing? Excellent. So you of the hobby gone wild. <laughs> yes, <that's> <laughs> <you>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had to move house because of our hobby. Yeah, you had too many orchids. Like yeah. you you. You've they were pushing you out of the house. That's right. Amazing what some people will do, eh? Oh, oh yeah. Uh, so have you got anything, um, have you got displays going into the show this year? Oh, yeah. We always do a, a, a
6: good-sized display. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this year, uh, I think you're going to see a lot of different things than we've seen in other years because oh. we've had a kind of an odd year in terms oh. of uh, sunshine and the heat we had in the summer. So there's, I think the the... Variety is going to be different really? than it was last year.
2: Oh, that's and what's the theme this year?
6: It's called Elevation. Okay. So, the, the, uh, it's something new that we've started with uh, this theme thing. And uh, so, we'll see what people come up for their displays.
2: Well, I was thinking about it the other day. You know, how many people right now are at home coddling little orchids and just trying to get them so perfect for this well, yeah. upcoming weekend? Uh,
6: uh, my husband is the one that goes out to the greenhouse uh-huh. and he keeps look- uh, looking at the flowers and says, Oh, this one's open.
2: Yeah. Oh, I don't know if this one's going to make it. Yeah. Oh, well, I hope this one makes it. And he's either breathing <laughs> on them and he's got little paint brushes to. Keep them clean and dry and whatever, whatever. It's just amazing how, how finicky this can be. But you guys, how many orchids do you have in your greenhouse, really?
6: Oh, uh, 10,000 easily, No
2: kidding. Wow. So I guess you've got lots to choose from in terms of your display. You can just well, bring the best. we
6: do and we don't because <clears throat> not everything blooms at all at the same time. Right,
2: exactly. So uh,
6: it's basically, it's the ones that want to go to the show. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> and how hard is it to transport orchids to the show? Uh, you have to be quick. Yeah.
6: Uh, some mm-hmm. people actually build very elaborate uh, styrofoam boxes to to uh, transport them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we actually just put them in a box, uh, drive as close as we can to the door, mm-hmm. and then just Whip, in, whip them in, and Run. Whip them, you know, put, uh, and they're there. So they never actually know that they've been transported
2: through our. Ah, cool sneaky! Yeah, sneaky. All right, um, one quick break here. Frank just wants to give the phone yeah. numbers because we like anybody who's out there. Who wants to know anything about orchids to call? Now, we do have one is, caller waiting now. Yes,
1: we're going to be, I'm going to introduce you to Joan in just a moment in Hamilton who has an orchid question, but let me get the phone numbers on the air. If you have an orchid or are interested in anything to do with orchids, now is the time to call today. 416 740 in Toronto. Anywhere in the province, it's toll free 1 866 740
2: 4740. And I, I would like to just mention for anybody who's just joined us that Terry and Frank and I are talking about the orchid show and sale that happens at the Toronto Botanical Garden next weekend, February 11th and 12th. General admission is $12. Cash only at the door. But go to the website now. You can get a $2 off coupon. Hey, that's a good deal. Um, yeah, so, and it's Saturday uh, 5.30 to 7.30 p.m. Does that make sense? Yes. Oh no, that's limited admi- admission. So the $20 entrance is the limited uh People paying more money, but allowed to come in with tripods and running. cameras, do also, video yeah. like like Frank's fancy video he just did last <laughs> Saturday. Uh, website, of course, s o o s dot c a.
1: We've just lost Terry, so oh. she'll be calling back in okay. in moments. I know, and uh, Joan, we still have on Are the line. You sure, we lost. Well, I, I just got the word. Oh, you did. Okay. Yes, I got the word from oh. Sebastian. Oh, 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 and we so got all
2: kinds of Terry. Just give a questions. call
1: back in, and we'll. Uh, We'll get you back on as soon as we possibly can. Right. So, okay.
2: so Terry and her company and her husband uh, have a company called Orchids in Our Tropics. Yep. So, they, uh, and she's going to just fill us in a bit here, but how many exhibitors are setting up exhibits? Uh, is Terry back? Yep. All right, great. Terry?
1: Hello, Terry. Whoops, wait a minute. Sebastian's working late. Okay. Oh, hello. Hi, hey, Terry.
2: Morning. Yes. Okay. You're back. Okay. So Uh, roughly how many exhibitors? uh, There's
6: about 35 exhibitors. Mm,
2: Wow, that's lots. And
6: actually we have uh, one coming all the way from Ecuador. Wow, uh, And we have uh, an, an exhibit coming from across the lake, from Rochester. So it actually is an international show.
2: Really? And so these are the people that set up the real beautiful blow-your-socks-off exhibits. Yes. Then the, there's the vendors. And how many of those are we expecting? Uh,
6: there's about 15 vendors. Oh, yeah. and they also have to do a display. That's part of the oh, of um, is attending it? the show they, they, it. so that you can see that they are, you know, they, uh, are good growers. And that adds to the, the beauty of the show.
2: So that's the opportunity for the person who's um, at the show. To buy or get, you know, expert ad- advice.
1: Okay, whoops. I don't know what's going on there. Yeah, we've lost again. Uh, <laughs> oh, dear all me. right, let's
2: go to Joan. Let's all right, let's. let's hi, say.
1: Joan. <laughs> Sorry, we keep uh, for some reason or other. Uh, it's dropping off the line on uh, poor Jerry's Terry. for But uh, yeah. we'll, we'll talk to you, and hopefully, uh, we can establish contact again. Okay. Good morning, okay. and welcome to the show. In any case.
2: Hello. Hi there. Hi. Um, Thank you for taking my call. Yeah, thank you for waiting.
4: Oh, it's okay. Um, What I wanted to talk to you about, my husband went out and bought orchid food and orchid fertilizer. Mm -hmm. Two different things for my orchids, Mm -hmm. and I don't know which one to do.
2: Well, they're both the same thing. Food and fertilizer are the same thing. They
4: have different numbers.
2: Yeah, and it's one... Well, I've seen some... There's some... Interesting, sort of. Okay, so tell me, do you have the packages in front of you?
4: Right here, yes. <coughs> <laughs>
2: All right, so tell me what the orchid food says on the package.
4: It says uh, orchid food, mm-hmm. and the number is nineteen, thirty-one, seventeen.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Water okay. soluble with micro. Yeah.
2: Okay, that's what micronutrients. Yeah. So, what about the fertilizer?
4: Okay, the fertilizer says uh, orchid fertilizer. 25,
2: 10, 10. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. All right. We have Terry back on the line. Yep. Oh. Okay. Bye again, Terry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if for, at first, you don't succeed. Yeah, Keep exactly. Lying. Thanks for getting back to us. Now, did you hear what Joan was just saying? Uh just the very end. All right. So her husband went out and got orchid food and orchid fertilizer, and Joan's not sure which one she should use. One, the food is 19 17 and it's a water-soluble. The fertilizer is a 25-10-10, and it's probably a water-soluble as well. Yes. What would you recommend?
6: Uh, I would recommend the first one.
2: The food? Yes. The because, 19.
6: Because, uh, as you know, the the first number is the the nitrogen, and okay. that's the one, the one that pushes the leaves. hmm and uh, so uh, using 19-10-10, you're just getting green growth. No, so it was a 19- He wants flowers, I'm sure. Okay, the
2: other one was 25-10-10. Yeah. So too much, like big, like yeah. a big uh, nitrogen boost versus the food that you're recommending, which was a 193117. 17 yeah. So it's like a 1-2-1 one, one ratio yeah. as opposed to a 2-1-1 one, one ratio. Oh, yeah, that's
6: much better. Yeah. Something that that's that high in nitrogen, uh it must be an old version, because uh. they used to think that uh, that as the the bark or the medium broke down, mm-hmm. that the microbes used nitrogen, so they needed more nitrogen. Mm. Well, that's not true, actually. Excellent. So the the one that's more balanced is the better one.
2: Perfect. Now, um, let's just go to Joan. Is she gone? No,
6: no, no I'm, I'm here. Okay, no. so did you hear that? Yes,
1: I'm
2: to use the food one. Exactly. Get your husband to yep. take that fertilizer back.
1: Oh, okay. 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 <laughs> Thanks so much, Joan, for Thank hanging you. in there. Bless Thank you.
2: That's perfect.
1: And we have to take a little bit of oh, a break, break right now, okay? 942 here on The Garden Show, and we'll be back to actually welcome a first-time caller with an orchid question for Terry. So uh, stay with us here on Zoomer Radio AM 740.
0: Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than you realize. Should small creatures become a big problem, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio.
1: And at 9.45, uh, Charlie, Weaver. In and out with Terry, but hopefully we're, we're still connected, right? Yeah. You there? are
2: still connected. Excellent. We've got a couple of callers on the line, so you, I'm going to lie down and have a little rest here, uh, and right. you're in charge.
1: All right, and first up <laughs> is a first-time caller. Hey, Noreen, that's for you in Guelph. Good morning, and welcome to the show.
7: Thank you. Good um, morning. I have a question regarding orchids. I was given a beautiful white orchid about five years ago, and it bloomed almost steadily for two or three years and then stopped blooming. Um, It's putting out a large number of green growths um, that are pale green that are spongy. I'm assuming those are the roots. But the flower stalk died, and since then I have not been able to get it to produce more flower stalks. And I'm wondering how do I do that? So has it also got new leaves since it it flowered?
6: Um,
7: I believe so, yes. So uh, tell me how you're growing it. Um, well, it's in uh, the original pot with um, pieces of what look like cork, I guess, and um, and it's in uh, direct light but not direct sunlight. And okay, that's does get do a, it a drop in the temperature tour. at night? I'm sorry, does it get cooler at night? Ah, uh, yes, it does. Okay,
6: um, after all these years, your orchid probably needs to be repotted. Oh, okay. Uh, it may you need to get some more uh, some more of the orchid bark. Uh, and it's actually a bark that you use, or a, a sphagnum. And uh, and then I would, what kind of fertilizer are you using?
7: Um, I use a, an all-purpose fertilizer, but occasionally I do use one that's labeled for orchids. Okay, um, actually, it's the fertilizer doesn't have to be labeled for orchids, but
6: it should have a high second number. Okay, the middle number? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, and that the will flowering. help it, to, that it, it induces flowering. So if you repot it, and that this time of year is a good time to do it, okay, uh, and then uh, give it the the uh, phosphorus, it'll start blooming. Okay, good. I'll try
1: that. Okay. Uh, all
2: righty. Good job. Right. Thank you. Thanks, thanks, thanks for you calling, t- Noreen. Don't be a stranger. Yeah,
1: doors always open here at the garden show. <laughs> okay. Uh, we have another call. Uh, this is from Jasmine in Hamilton. Uh, good morning, Jasmine. Welcome to the show. Good,
2: good morning, morning.
7: Um I have an orchid question. Uh, I have a couple of lady slippers
4: mm-hmm.
7: and um i 've had them for about five six years. I have a lot of leaves i don 't have any blooms now. my parents in India used to grow orchids they never fertilize them, and it used to bloom they used to bloom their hearts out mm-hmm. oh yes but they
6: they weren 't growing uh in a climate like ours, were they?
7: No, they were in the mountains, but they were outside, yes.
6: Yes, they were outside. So they got fertilizer just naturally from the soil that they were growing or the medium that they were growing in and and the the rains that came down, the birds that were there. When we grow them in a pot, they don't have that ability, so they do need to be fertilized. Okay. And just lightly, uh, but they do need to be fertilized. Um, Have you... Uh,
7: how long have they been in, in the medium
6: that they're in now?
7: I, I change the medium regularly, like every couple of years, when oh, I find okay. that the bark is sort yes. of...
6: Um,
7: you might, and I put them outside in the summer.
6: You can, uh, but I would put them where you, uh, it gets for, uh, morning light, yep. so it doesn't get the direct sunlight. That's and then right. you're going to have to water just about every day because they'll dry out really quickly. Okay. But they, do, they re- like to get outside. Sometimes you just need a little bit more light to get them to bloom.
7: Okay. All right. Thank you so much. You're welcome.
1: Thank you, Jasmine. Hey, Go Terry, ahead. I've
2: seen um, some very happy orchids here in Ontario in the summer hanging uh, if, from the canopy of, like, maple trees or just, you know, trees in general. Is that a good idea, do you think, in uh, the summer? It
6: is. It's is actually an excellent idea, especially things that for for um, genera that... that Require more light, mm-hmm. like your cattleyas, mm-hmm. the big, you know, corsage orchid. Right. Um, certainly, if you're going to grow cymbidiums, which is another corsage orchid, the only way you're going to get them to reflower is to get them outside in full sunlight. Right. Oh. So p- the ones that require more light do mm-hmm. are very happy to be outside, mm-hmm. but then they require as I said, almost daily, daily
2: care. Right. Whereas the, the the orchid that most people are growing now is the one we see for sale absolutely everywhere, every uh-huh. grocery store and Costco. That's a phalaenopsis or a moth orchid, right? That's right. And the, where the, would you put that outside?
6: See That one I probably wouldn't put outside okay. because it's a, a, a low-light plant. Right. It's, like, it's sort of like growing an African violet. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't put that outside because there's succulent leaves mm-hmm. and Squirrels and chipmunks Mm -hmm. really like those leaves. And um, so with the Phalaenopsis, unless you have a very protected sort of shaded area it's not a good idea to put those out.
1: Mm, good. Okay. Right. Uh, Terry, can you hold on just a moment or two? We have to take another break here. Sure. And uh, just want to direct my uh, attention to the fact that you, we affectionately refer to you as the orchid lady, okay? <laughs> Terry Kennedy. But we want to give you the phone numbers, folks. In Toronto, 416-360-0740. And anywhere in the province, toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. Got a question about orchids? This is is the day to call. Already, we're going to be back in just a couple of moments here after some fine words from our sponsors here on The Garden Show from Zuma Radio.
3: Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, for Scythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, stalks, hollyhocks, tulips, and sweet
0: williams. You've picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Anna
1: in Burlington. Welcome to the show, First Time Caller, and let me introduce you to Terry Kennedy.
4: Hi, Anna. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. I have a problem with um, aphids on my orchids uh, around the crown and under the leaves. I've sprayed them with uh, rubbing alcohol, and I'm just wondering
6: if that's the uh, right thing to do. They do come back after a while. Uh, that's a great way to treat them. Actually, with uh, aphids, you can actually just wash them off. Oh. Uh, but they, there must be another plant around that maybe has, has aphids on it that you haven't seen. At this time of year, they seem to come out of the woodwork. Oh. But uh, alcohol will work. Even water will work too, just to wash them off. You just have to keep doing it uh, as long as they keep coming back. Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: Good stuff. Thank that's- you. Excellent. Okay. Let's, uh, the lines are full. Let's go to the next yeah, caller. Okay. It's all about orchids.
1: Keswick. Mary. Hello. Welcome to the show, Mary.
8: Hi, Mary. Oh, thank you very much. I, um, my question is about an orchid that I've had for about uh, a, maybe two years max. But um, even when I got it, it had a like about a 45-degree angle to it. Mm-hmm. Is there any way that I can get that more erect?
6: Certainly. Uh all you have to do is take it out of that pot and actually after 2 years it probably could use new potting medium. Get some mm-hmm. new potting medium and then uh put it back in the pot uh, straightened up.
8: Now, presently I have had some uh, trying to support it to be more erect. Is that uh too tough on the uh orchid? No,
6: as long as you know you you haven't got it tied too tight. Uh
8: No, no, I haven't actually.
6: Yeah, that that's one way of trying to get it upright. But the best way to do it is just to to re, uh, reposition it in in the pot.
2: Hmm, Yeah, Good take idea. it out
6: and you know set it upright. Sometimes if you uh, if it's facing, it'll reach for the the light.
8: Uh-huh. So, uh
6: th- That's what's happening with your plant, perhaps.
8: Is it a feeling well, it that way when it it came and it's Just not. Um, it's it's growing new leaves. I mean, it's healthy enough with roots and stuff, but. Uh, it's just never... I've never been able to get it upright. Okay, well, repotting is a good idea. Yeah, it's I never just thought set of it upright,
6: right, and, and then uh, make sure you uh, might want to turn it uh, occasionally yeah. so that it
2: isn't growing towards the light. Right. 180 yeah. degrees once a week. <clears throat> right. Good stuff. Okay. Thank you.
1: Wow, we're just working our way through here. Yep. Cheryl is next up here from Thornhill. Uh, Cheryl, say hi to uh, Terry. Uh, hi, Cheryl. Good
7: morning. Good morning. Uh, um... I have a a strange question. I was told after they flowered to cut it off at about the third nodule and throw it out. Mm -hmm. So I cut it off, but instead of throwing it out because it was still alive, I put it in some water and with some support and whatever. And now it's starting to bloom, but of course I don't have any roots or anything. The stem and wonder, to bloom. What do I do with it now?
6: Oh, well, just enjoy the blooms. Uh, that you actually, I guess what happens is that when you have a, a bloom stem, as long as you have a green tip, you should leave it on because you're going to get more buds like you did with this one. But obviously you have a, a green thumb and you're looking after, you know, giving it fresh water and things like that, so now you're getting more flowers. Uh, you may or may not get some roots. If you get some roots, you can plant it, but probably you won't get roots. Hmm. Oh, I see. So, so next time, wait, We'll leave it on the plant, and then it'll just bloom on the plant. Okay. Oh,
3: okay.
1: Then, right, very then. good. Okay, and uh, we have time maybe quickly to go to one more call? No.
2: No, that I'm sorry? That was our one more call.
1: Oh, oh. <laughs> goodness me. I'm sorry. <laughs> time
2: goes too fast. Uh, yeah, it sure yeah. does, but that's okay. We, You know what? So, Terry, anything that... I mean, I've been mentioning the upcoming show next weekend, but anything little... Inside tips you want to share with our listeners who are obviously very keen orchid people? Well, you know, there are uh, lectures that go on during Mm -hmm. the show Mm -hmm.
6: uh, from 12 to 3 on the hour. And so that's a way of of learning more about orchids. There's lots of people there that you can ask questions Mm -hmm. of. And of course, the displays are wonderful.
2: And are any of the lectures for novices or newcomers? They're,
6: they are mostly geared to, to, to the general public. Okay, good. So that that's a really good opportunity to. to to really st- start learning about orchids.
2: And I noticed, and I found this really interesting, I was on the website of the Southern Ontario Orchid Society last night, and it's, I found it really nice that you guys really try to support the novice orchid, the new person uh, to membership, as well as obviously people like yourself who are very, very you know, involved and knowledgeable about orchids. So well, that- of
6: course, we want to get them addicted to the hobby.
2: <laughs> <laughs> makes there sense. It. So, that, so yeah. that's
7: the way
6: we do it, by offering them uh, <laughs> uh, special
2: Trophies. yeah i saw and also special uh, learning opportunities mm-hmm. you know special videos and, and special seminars so good for you well thank you again terry for joining us this has been wonderful my pleasure and have a great show next week we'll be in touch if Perhaps Frank and I can come see it. Uh, look would, forward to uh, that. Look me
1: up and I'll give you a tour. Okay, Terry. I love it.
2: Thanks, Terry. Thank you. Very much. Okay, thank you. Take thank care. you.
1: And just before we leave, yes. we have oh, a little information for the do gentleman. who's For art. Looking. No, was yeah. it art?
2: Yes, it was. Okay. Uh, Fertilizing uh, raspberries. That's it. Good and organic material. Mm-hmm.
1: A ravine mushroom farm.
2: That's it's called, called Ravine. ravine
1: mushroom farm and uh, they're located in the king city area actually on king vaughn road but here's the number 905-833-5498 so that's ravine mushroom farm 905-833-5498 and good luck with
2: that yeah now we know nothing about whether these people uh, sell or give away their mushroom compost but they're certainly in the neighborhood so give them a call all right well thank you sebastian Couldn't have pulled that off without you. Wow, he was just like—I should see him like an orchestra leader. He was like pushing buttons and and talking. And yep, yep. well, and you know, Josephine, we got to get a video and send it to Josephine.
1: I (laughs) think that's a darn good idea.
2: And you're the video meister. Well, of course, you with your Chinese New Year video on your phone. Thank you very much, Franklin. Thank you. Couldn't do this without you, Charlotte. My pleasure. Oh, don't be going there. Uh, So, um, and the. Car guys are here. We better let them get those engines revved. See you all again
0: next week. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM 740. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM 740.